Today on Unleashed Cast, Kate and I talk about the upcoming event Unleash America, not just from the paradigm of learning and development, but we do give that a bit of a focus. If you've got your tickets, we'll see you there. And if not, we've got three weeks to go. It's going to be a great event. It's our first in a couple of years. Everyone is very excited. So today we talk about what's coming up, what we're both looking forward to, and what it means for the rest of the industry. Let's dive in. It's time for learning focus number three. As always, me and Kate, the podcast hosts with the most, maybe. I can't really say that about myself. But anyway, here we are. We're doing a special today and it's not going to be the only time we talk about this but we've got a very special event coming up that we that you may have heard about which is unleash america happening 25th 26th of may at the mgm grand in las vegas okay what can we look forward to well it's getting close now i mean i um have said it felt like a mirage in the desert and so it's fitting that it's uh, you know it's in nevada we have been waiting for this event obviously Know, two and a half years feels like a long time to get everybody back in the room um and i think there's an air of anticipation and you know celebration i think you know we've kind of we've made it through a long it's not just a niche you know our our audience hr have been uh, at the forefront of navigating the crisis that we've been through so i think kind of being able to celebrate uh, some of those wins hear some of the stories learn from some of those and how to take things forward as we move into this different phase is super exciting. So the timing feels really great. And there is a lot of, yeah, there's just a lot of excitement. Everyone I speak to is is obviously super excited about it. So um, yeah, lot to do in, you know, lots of uh, bits to do in the run up. But yeah, we're, you know, we're really excited, really ready for it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Every single person I've spoken to, be it other, you know, friends and uh, co-workers from Unleash or people I've interviewed about this have just really fired up, uh, as am I, as are you. It's been so long. There's a whole group of people uh, that I that were part of my life in events that I'd only ever see at events, and that all kind of went away. And so I'm going to meet a load more people, different people being um, an American event. But the general principle is that everyone is really here for the uh, events coming back. It's great, especially as... We've just been to Budapest to our office and we really appreciated, everyone there really appreciated the kind of the face-to-face time. We work remotely and very effectively and very productively most of our time, but everyone also knows the value of getting together in the room, collaborating, learning from each other and convening and, you know, all that kind of thing. So yeah, really looking forward to it. Should we pick some highlights out? What are we going to, what are you looking forward to particularly? I mean, I always, I always love Unleash keynotes. So I've been, you know, long before I came to work for Unleash, I've, I've attended Unleash events, and you know, someone like um, having Peter Hinson back in the room is just super exciting. And the kind of from my point of view and my role in working with people on the content side of things, it's obviously a privilege to to speak to somebody like Peter because, you know, we're kicking off in Vegas with his view of navigating the never normal and that's kind of where he's landed in all of the work that he does is we're not going back to anything we're not going back to normal there is no normal and so how do we start to tackle that and how do HR teams and leaders ready their people and ready themselves and ready their systems to be able to cope with that and then the 
his narrative moves on as we look ahead right through to English world in Paris in the autumn, where we talk about reinventing HR and the Phoenix uh, phenomenon. And so, you know, sort of rising from the ashes, some companies just like, you know, the mythical Phoenix can have been able to kind of reimagine work, rethink their culture, their platforms, their structure, their employee experiences, um, and others have been, have struggled. And the weight of legacy and the weight of history can can slow us down and stop that that rise and, uh, and you know that reinvention. So hearing from someone like him, super exciting. You know, we've got people like Mark Blythe. Um, I was lucky enough to to speak to um, Celeste Headley around burnout again. So timely. You know, how many of us have <laughs> how many of us have felt that in the in the pandemic? Like, oh my god, I just can't do this anymore. And obviously, we've seen the impact of that with you know the old Great Resignation, the Great Reshuffle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, people have hit that burnout point. So, what can we in HR do? The custodians of of that employee experience and the custodians of of you know the the care. Uh, that we dish out on the well-being agenda you know it's it, I think it's well-being has gone from something that was was very fluffy to to now being a, a must-have so you know amazing keynotes and then as we delve into the HR leaders you, you know we've got so many great names we've got people like um, Panasonic, um, Coca-Cola, we've got Demetra Manis from S&P doing keynote uh, we've got the former CHRO of Twitter, who's now Bolt, um, Chief Learning Officer from Merck. So, you know, all these kind of really great names bringing these fantastic experiences. Um, and then sort of moderators and people chairing the discussions like Holger Mueller from uh, Constellation Research or uh, Danny Johnson from Red Thread. So people who really know their stuff leading these conversations and probing and kind of drawing out these these pearls of wisdom that we know that these HR leaders are going to bring. So I think, you know, the two days are going to just go by in an absolute flash. And one of the things that you and I have talked a lot about is how we um, curate and capture a lot of that. Because even those of us who are going to the event, you know, we can't be in every room, uh, you know, for every minute. So that's a big thing um, for us from the content side as well. Yeah, it is a big thing. And it's something we're still sort of finessing and, and working out a bit. But exactly, there's so much, there's going to be so much great stuff coming out of this that you want to, you do want to capture it all uh, in the best way possible. But it just seems like a really good time for this to happen because we've all had a good couple of years of trying to work out what the next, you know, what the next world looks like really. And some people, some businesses, some organizations have pivoted and dealt with it really, really quickly. Others, not so much, but it does really feel like there are some kind of strategies and frameworks and ways through uh, to, to make the most of this completely new future of work that we're all dealing with here. So there's going to be so many interesting things coming out of this event about how people are making the most of their people and making the most of the, the industry that they, they're they in, basically. I, I cannot wait. It's going to be really good. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, something that we hear a lot, I mean, the, obviously the, the pivot for us to digital during the pandemic, and obviously that is, that is something that's here to stay for us, um, means that we're having these conversations with the HR leaders in the HR community every day. You know, we're 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 live, you know, two or three times a week in webinars or or roundtables. So where we used to have to wait kind of six months in between events to to hear directly from some people, it's 
you know, we're, we're having these conversations every day and that helps us really create content that is working on current, you know, pain points, current challenges, uh, celebrating, you know, current wins, as I say, um, but things like partnering across the business, you know, the, that stakeholder piece, that's become really interesting and really diverse because things like facilities are now part of that conversation in a way that they never were before because the very nature of getting people back into the office is changing because people want to use them as collaboration spaces, not just rows of booths and desks anymore because people can do that kind of thing from home for knowledge workers anyway. So I think all of that discussion of how you tap into some of those other stakeholders across the business and also I think it's those, it, the current situation or what's happened in the last two years is, has put HR in the spotlight right like like never before and you've got the C-suite and CEOs asking for numbers around attrition or churn or employee satisfaction rates and employee listening has taken off you know, like a rocket, because it's never been more important to hear what people are saying and how they're feeling and what they're doing. So being able to make the most of that opportunity as well, and really put the people agenda at the very, at the very top of the list of the C-suite is, is huge. And and we know that some of the stories that we're going to hear over those two days um, are going to reveal some, some real gems on how to achieve that. So it should be invaluable. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I spoke earlier to Casper Mork from Dematic, and he was saying, well, I'll say now what I said to him, which is that I think it's good that HR, like you say, is in the spotlight more and has been more is more important than ever, you know, and I hope it stays that way. We've had this huge acceleration of uh, and, and complete transformation of, of how people work and HR plays a crucial part of that. So, yeah. yeah. And I think when it comes to the learning piece, right, you know, we're it's being couched in terms of, Yes, the skills agenda, but how does that then translate into scalability and growth? And to Peter Hinson's point about the reinvention and the the rising from the ashes and the kind of the resilience and adaptability that organisations now need. You know, learning isn't just about that nice to have anymore, about that training course or, um, you know, a piece of e-learning. And, and I think, you know, talking about kind of design um and development especially on the digital front it's it's obviously got its place but to to pick it up and and the lens that we're looking at it through is that is that strategic lens of how does it play into that bigger picture you know what does the ceo want to be looking at and i think somebody said on a webinar recently if you you know if you're still worrying about completion rate or bums on seats then you know you need to be having a a a long hard look at yourself it is that how it how it impacts things like growth and business performance resilience adaptability all of those things and yeah i know a lot of those are buzzwords but again yeah hr as a whole has an opportunity but when we look at learning obviously i'm biased but i come you know i come from a strong learning and development background but i really feel like that the learning agenda has the opportunity to really power the people and the performance of organisations going forward. And I'm really excited to see how people have been unlocking that and hearing some of the detail on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, We published a piece with Jennifer Christie from Bolt today about, uh, for example, the work they've done on the four-day week. And that's just one example of of how people are making positive uh, steps. 
to embrace the, future, the, the, the new world of work, really. Uh, other things we've got coming up, I've got an interview with Mark Blythe, our day one keynote. Um, Rene Gastonek from Novartis, Casper Mort from Dematic, as mentioned. Gregory Pilano from Nestle, Raja Vijay from Nissan, PayPal, Panasonic, Uber. It, it's crazy. Uh, there's loads and loads of good stuff coming out. We've got probably a couple of interviews per week until from now until the event. So loads of great stuff to read and listen to and watch. And of course, the event itself. Yeah. And I think obviously, you know, there is, I think there's still time to book if people want to kind of jet in and make a last minute decision. But, you know, but I, I think the really exciting thing for me about our business model and one of the things that really attracted me to a niche in the in the first place is that ability we've got now to tell those stories before and after the event and to keep mining that insight and sharing that insight in a way that a lot of other events can't do because they don't have the same platform as us they're just bothered about that live event so yes we've got the live event and the during piece but you know we've also got that road to vegas and that road after vegas and how we keep sharing that and um and creating value for you know you guys uh, who are listening and, and reading our content off the back of that that's that's truly exciting to me for sure um more to say on this we'll be covering it again no doubt but for mm-hmm. now uh, that's a great primer on uh, what's coming up and um well kate i will see you i'll see you in vegas probably is the next time we'll meet face to face i'd say it's true yeah see you in vegas and what are we what are we hashtagging the hashtag is Unleash Vegas. Nice. So stay tuned to that because at bare minimum, you're going to get some good value out of that, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this was Learning Focus number three. There will be more. Speak to you soon. Bye.